Welcome, everyone, to the Sweet 16 episode of Above the Fold, powered by Brafton. As always, you got Jeff Baker, the data man. You got Francis Ma, the creative man. And we're here to talk about content marketing, marketing, and all things in between. Um, Before we jump in, just a reminder to subscribe and comment on iTunes. Uh, We look for uh, words for our reviews, anything you want to say. We also look for stars, be it one or five or five stars and words that say, I wish they were a hundred stars so I could give these guys a hundred stars. Something like that would be, uh, would be fantastic. Um, Jeff, how are you, sir? Nice to have you. I'm good, uh, man. Nice to have you back on the mic. It's good to have, it's good to have you on the mic, sir. Mm. How are you doing? I'm great. Um, I've been obsessed. This has nothing to do with content marketing. I have been obsessed with the Red Dead Redemption 2 game on the PlayStation 4. Um, much of my after hours time is now scheduled, how to schedule that game into my life. (laughs) Okay. So you're gonna have to tell me about this because all I know of the game is all of these trending things that I keep seeing on Twitter about, uh, what is it called? Cinematic mode. Is, yeah, does that sound yeah. right? Where you, you, put, <laughs> you, you put it into this mode where it's like, uh, if, for the people out there that haven't seen this, you can put the game into this mode where it's it's like a movie that does this pano shot of your character. Like, is it riding a horse, Francis? Like whenever you're riding, you can do it's that? It's whenever you're riding the horse. So there's a, there's a reason for cinematic mode. And even before I go into that, what you should know is that this is like a, a free, like an open open game. You can explore this massive map. And it's uh, cowboy time. You're in like the, uh, you know, the 1800s, late 1800s. And it's the whole premise is like the um, the outlaw and the cowboy. It's starting to die off. Like people, uh, society is becoming more refined. There's more, you know, um, laws and regulations that are kind of popping in. Um, but the biggest thing is that um, because it's an open like explore map, um, sometimes it takes a while to get from point A to point B because you're going through forests or, you know, this winter or this like snow capped mountains and stuff like that. And honestly, it would take just to go from one place to another, like from the corner of the map to the middle that can take like 15 minutes of you just navigating through trails and whatnot. Not to mention there are a bunch of random characters that pop up. So cinematic mode was built as a way to just, you you hit the button, it turns into cinematic mode, and then you just keep pressing the button so your horse keeps going, and then it gets you to the place automatically. It's like autopilot, and you don't have to worry about navigating through the trails. Basically, I do that and I drink, while I, and I watch my horse go through the uh, go through the trails. Yeah, but it, it kind of doesn't. And the whole point behind this article I was talking about it is just people going full yard sale, crashing their holes with their horses in cinematic mode. There's one guy running into another horse and flying over it. Another guy flying off a cliff. Um, I'll, I have, but when they I, do it, it looks beautiful. It's like, oh yeah, <laughs> it's like gorgeous. Uh, <laughs> Steven Spielberg pano with the sound effects in the bathroom, in the, in the bathroom, in the, in the background. Um, and uh, yeah, people just completely wrecking house. It's, it's hilarious, man. Uh, I've definitely done that. I've hit the tree with the horse and I do, you just go flying yard sale <laughs> walk, but I haven't done it in cinematic mode, honestly. Like it's really, I feel like it's impossible because I don't steer that thing. I'm just pressing X the entire time and it's going off on its own. Um, so I call foul on that. I will try, I'll try it tonight. Um, during my session to see if I can maybe make it happen. You may not have logged enough hours. I'll, I'll send you the, uh, I'll send you the article. I, I, but- Fairly yep. confident I have. It's embarrassing how many. How <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure your children are appreciating that. Daddy, can we please play video games? No, go away. Go talk to Alexa. <laughs> no, but, funny uh, story though. Like they will watch me play because I, I I will show them parts of video games that I think they'll like. I've told them this is the horse riding. Oh, they're game. entertained by it. So I haven't showed them yet, but I'm pretty sure they'd like the fact that this guy's the guy's on a horse just just roaming around. Um, they, I had them watch uh, or do Uncharted. Um, there was an Uncharted game, which is basically like yeah. Indiana Jones. There's guns involved. But there's one level where you're just in a Jeep and you're just exploring, again, this kind of open area looking for treasure. And so Bailey calls it the um, uh, the Jeep game because you're in a Jeep and she gets to drive around. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you were part of a gang. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now you're looking it up? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a teardrop tattoo? No, not yet. It's not that. It's even before that, man. It's cowboy time. You got to remember that. This is where 
well before. What you should watch, and I'll send it to you later, is South Park did um, basically a, um, a send up of everyone who plays Red Dead Redemption, um, and it's it's completely on point. Like I only know one other person at the office that plays it, and he and I always have these conversations, and our conversations were basically on South Park. So I'll I'll send you the video yeah. afterwards. It's pretty funny. Um, well, but the game itself is supposed to be pretty cool. It really is it's like a yeah. choose your own adventure and the storylines and the plots will like revolve around your choices, right? Yeah, you can choose to be a good guy or a bad guy. And so like by walking around town and having conversations, just saying hello, your honor points go up. Um, what I've done in the office with the other guy who plays it, I've, I've only spoken to him with the dialogue from the game. I'll, be, I'll say like, hey, partner, how's the weather going? Or, uh, you know, manners don't cost the thing. I'll just use the dialogue from the game and it pisses him off. It's amazing. Um, he'll try, <laughs> he, he's trying to ask me a legitimate question. I'm like, no, nope, I'm just going to talk to you from this dialogue that's from the game. The worst part is uh, that no one else gets these conversations. jokes. Yeah, no one else gets these jokes. Just me and this dude. Um, Small talk. It's a lot of fun. I play when my, my, when my wife goes to sleep. I'm a horrible man. That's, I guess, if we boil it all down, that's, that's what's going on. I won't argue that point. <laughs> um, okay, so we do, have, we, we do have a lot to talk about today. Uh, but the, the, the biggest thing here, and, um, and, and Jeff, you brought this up, is that um, it's, it's something that's been kind of emerging a lot in our conversations, uh, influencer marketing. Um, and it's an article that you found on Wired. Um, the headline of this is inside the pricey war to influence your Instagram feed. And this thing is a beast. It's, I'm going to guess, what, five, maybe even 10,000 words long. Um, I actually tried to print it out just out of curiosity. It was like 26 pages. All those 26, like, you know, online, not formatted well pages. Either way, it kind of goes through a story about this startup business thinking about, you know, getting her name out there and getting involved or, or on the offset, you know, on the, on the outskirts of getting involved with influencer marketing. This thing was a roller coaster, man. Um, emotionally, like even intellectually thinking about like what this means and considering how it's, it's involving our conversations about influencer marketing. Um, I can't wait for the movie for this. I want to see the movie like now. It's good timing too, man. I mean, it seems that everybody that is a major player in our industry is, is talking about this. Rand is talking about this. He just wrote an article on it. He's even developing tools for this exact conversation that we're about to have. Um, Cyrus was having this conversation with us. And then perfect timing, this article just popped up, um, which really just kind of lifted the hood, lifted the back curtain on everything that we were talking about and kind of speculated, kind of had some suspicions that might be going on in, in uh, Instagram influencer marketing. And this article really just proves all of that and then adds a little extra on top of it that we you know, didn't really consider might be as bad as it is. It is. It is just as dirty as you can imagine. It's like, it's like social media mafia. Basically, is the way that it was is. a phrase. That was a phrase that uh, one of the one of the one of the people said in this uh, in this article. Um, one thing, and actually, let's just back it up. I think you need to explain who Rand is and who Cyrus is because people are going to think like they're our best friends, um, and that's not true. We should explain who these people are to the uh, to the people. That's that's true. Okay, so Rand Fishkin, um, <laughs> co-founder of uh, SEO Moz, which turned into Moz. He's now moved on to a company called Spark Toro, which they're building. Um, influ it's like an influencer tool that they're building, mm -hmm. and they're going to be. Uh, hopefully, they're they're getting to a point where they're starting to be able to look into audiences and understand a little bit more about online audiences. So, for example, they've got a tool for Twitter where you can look at any given account and see how many um, followers they have and how quality, how high quality the followers are. So how many of them are bots versus how many of them are actual uh, human beings that are you know, contributing uh, in Twitter. Um, Cyrus worked with Rand over at Moz. Uh, he was the head of content, head of SEO for a couple of years and has since moved on to start Zippy. We actually uh, had him on the show last week. So there are a couple of the, the premier people from, you know, SEO content marketing that are having conversations. They're interested in these, in these topics because of everything that we're going to talk about in this article um, influences everything that we're doing 
Um, and we suspected that there were some uh, kind of a dark area to mm-hmm. this uh, to this influencer marketing thing. Um, and it, it turns out it's it's very very true. And this article recounts uh, this this woman. I, it was Sahara Lati. I oh, know I'm going to butcher this name. I think it's Sahara Lati. It's Sahara Lati. Yeah. No, I think it's Lottie. Sahara, Sahara Lottie. Yeah. <clears throat> Sahara Lottie started a, an eyelash extension company. Um, obviously, place you want to be, you want to be on Instagram. These are B2C beauty products. You, you have to be there. If you're not there, you're not going to be making any money. And when she was, ter- she was told when she first started up this thing, you're going to have to work with influencers. You know, you're going to have to, which means, like we talked about before uh, in previous episodes, mm-hmm. you're going to have to find people that supposedly wield some sort of influence over the people that follow them. And usually that's a, a large number of people. I, I don't know, 100,000, 200,000 and up, uh, I imagine is, is what you would consider uh, an influencer. Problem is these people charge, the market has gotten so insane, these people charge a massive amount of money. We're talking 50,000 to $100,000 per sponsorship or per mention. You know, that could, could be just them posing with the product um, in this case, uh, maybe trying on those eyelashes and and modeling them for an Instagram picture and then linking to or rather mentioning the company name in the comments or just doing like a quick video that says, hey, try Lashify, $50,000, $100,000. Problem is, like we mentioned, this gets into this weird murky gray area where it's not really regulated. You really have no idea if any of those followers are real. So you could go on fiverr.com. I'm sure we could do it right now. Go on fiverr.com and look up <laughs> build my Instagram audience and you'll find people that will just create a whole bunch of fake accounts for you and boost up your Instagram numbers to, you know, 100,000, 200,000, whatever's required um and then start collecting checks basically. Um and just to I know I just want to make sure people aren't left behind, but fiverr, fiverr.com is basically a service for 5 bucks or around Whatever you can get people to do stuff. Uh, Jeff, Jeff's right. Sometimes it's it's followers. Sometimes it's people writing songs or uh, poems or whatever. I have used it on well, a number much of. They'll do anything on Fiverr. Yeah, they'll it's, literally it's, it's do hilarious. anything. I had um, this was years ago. I had someone on Fiverr write one of my friend's last name on her body because that that's her that was her service. Like she would say, <laughs> "I will write whatever I want. I will put on whatever." And I'm just, I'll, I'll and I gave I gave that to him for uh, for Christmas and um true, he says he still has true the story yeah I, I had a guy uh, rap create a rap video for me winning our fantasy football <laughs> championship about six years ago I didn't even didn't even give him the lyrics I said here's the basics of what happened this is the guy you need to make fun of a little bit more than others and the guy just ran with it it was great. You know what? I don't know why we're just thinking about this Five now. Five bucks. But we should use this for a theme and have someone create a theme song for Above the Fold. Like, <laughs> just give a cloud yeah. okay. of words. Let's do it. Of basically, like, look, I don't, we don't, we, you, you, banjo. You use a banjo. Here are the words you got to use. This is what it's about. Based on this, like, small <laughs> whatever, let's hear that theme song. Uh, I, I completely agree. We need that, to do that's this. That's worth it. That's absolutely worth it. Your uh, your holiday present <laughs> is now bought and sold, or at least I've figured it out, and I will buy it uh, uh, quickly. But um, anyway. Oh, that's for me. That's my gift. My birthday is coming <laughs> up. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, I'm not getting you anything for your birthday. This is just just because of the holidays. Um, anyway, because until we veer even further down this down this rabbit hole, the um, going back to the FTC and how fa- the fact there aren't any regulations. They, according to this uh, article, which is on Wired.com, by the way, um, if an influencer has received anything, you know, and they're saying cash or whatever for free, there has to be some way of like you of explaining that explicitly in the video. You know, there has to be said like we got this, or there's got to be a sign, or there's got to be flashing whatever neon. Neon lights explaining and and basically what you're saying is that this doesn't happen at all. And in fact, it blurs the line between like, is this actually influencer marketing or just some person on social that loves, you know, this product or service? Um, basically, when we started talking about this, Jeff, you talked about this dark side. You know, you talked about the underbelly. And if anything, this article has said pretty much the headline could have been Jeff Ra- Jeff Baker was right. That's all it could have said. And um, that's exactly what we're talking about here. 
what's what's harrowing to me is that not only were you right, but you were just scratching the surface of this thing. Um, you just said it felt icky. Yeah, I didn't even really see the full depth of this of this darkness that we were. And just to clarify, I was speculating. I mean, usually if you if you look at people's motivation systems, you just follow the money. Like you follow the money and you pretty much have a good idea of how people are going to respond to a certain situation. Situation was like the cue was Instagram is blowing up. Lots more people are using that than Facebook. And then the next question should be, where's the money going to come from? Like, Mm -hmm. how are you going to incentivize or how are you going to monetize people's behaviors? And the answer is people that, uh, you know, social currency, people that get lots of followers, they're going to find a way to extract money. And uh, th- they've done that. And so now I, I wasn't just, uh, you know, I didn't have a crystal ball. It was just more, you know, reading things here and there. And basically, this article makes it all come to light. And it's it's absolutely true. And like you said, and then some. It's, it's not even barely scratching the surface. I mean, just take the compliment that you were right, man. Just embrace it. I said you were right. Get over it. You know, just just enjoy the glow of being right. That's all I got to say. Stop trying to backpedal. You called this is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I, I did. I called this. I called this. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Well, I called I it. I think we should, uh, we should, we should, I think we should get into some of the details of this actual, this narrative here. Yeah. Uh, so the audience has an idea of, of just how dark this thing goes. So I'll, I'll set the stage and Francis, you can jump in and, and add some, some commentary. Uh, but it starts off with this uh, Sahara that started this company, and she was um, she was told by a, a company that that manages this type of thing, this this type of influencer outreach, who came to her and said that you're gonna need influencers for one to start. Just the table stakes are you need influencers for two. You're gonna have to shell out fifty to seventy grand per influencer just to make the company name. No, there's no way around it. And where she went wrong, according to her, is that she's, no, I, I, this sounds crazy. This is, you know, this is extortion. This it is, does sound I crazy. Do I, I agree with her. It sounds yeah. crazy. Anyway. <laughs> like, I think it, that's it a normal reaction. Because it is crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. It's not, it's an unbalanced system with no transparency. But we'll get into that. I'm just going to go off on a tirade now. So let me, let me tell a little <laughs> bit more of it. And then we'll tirade out. Okay? All so right. All right. she says, uh, quote, unquote. Lottie found herself thrust into the wild world of influencer marketing where prices and pressures are high and hundreds of thousands of dollars change hand daily on murky terms, seeking sway over the posts in your feed. Quote, it was literally like the mafia. It was a total nightmare because I didn't understand the climate. So she went in not understanding that this was a necessity or or rather maybe you know, kind of buried her head in the sand thinking, okay, this, it can't be nearly as bad as these people were suggesting. Um, so she didn't really, she didn't really get into it. Um, until one point, uh, I don't remember the name of this one particular influencer. Uh, but this gentleman, I guess I'll use that term very loosely was a big influencer in the, uh, cosmetics and beauty sphere on Instagram. And, uh, she had noticed that I think he'd mentioned one of her products uh, in one of her posts. And she's, of course, her, her and her team of four just went bananas. Like, this guy can change the entire outcome of her, of her company, of her business model. That's super exciting. Well, even before that, he, he, was, um, he was popping up on her screen because he was purchasing. He was like flat out buying her lashes already. And so, and then they realized who this person was. Like, whoa, this, they, five million followers on YouTube. Um, basically a quote unquote super influencer, you know, uh, his opinion could make or break a company. I mean, this was huge. This was almost as if like you just wrote, you know, a novel, you, maybe you self published it and suddenly New York times wants to review it. You know, the reach, the authority, authenticity, all that stuff is happening. Um, and basically what she says is, you know, she got made sure his order was out there quick, gave him some free products just in terms of, um, you know, to, uh, what was it? Thank him for his interests. Um, and so on. And, um, basically this led to a video, right? The, uh, the, the influence were made a video, um, based on her product. Isn't that what happened? So she wrote him and said, Hey, so glad to see that you, uh, want to try the eyelashes sent, sent him an order, sent him a whole bunch of free stuff. 
And by the way, that is another part of it. These influencers do want free stuff. <laughs> like if they're going to promote your product, they want her, they want some free shit to go with it. Um, she did this. She, to be fair, I'm, I'm not defending that, but every human wants free stuff. Everybody wants free shit. Absolutely. Everyone wants free stuff. That is just, it's built in, man. I want free stuff right now. I'm not getting it, but I want it. it you know what bothers me is these people like, yeah, sure. If I'm a star athlete and I'm going to be modeling in Speedos, oh, <laughs> a bad visual. I just walked myself right into a yeah, bear Yeah, why trap. did you do that? I don't even want to talk. Why did you go with that visual? Hey, everyone, I'm Jeff right Baker. I'm the, I'm the data guy of Above the Fold, and here's me in a Speedo. Now I'm vomiting all over <laughs> my shoes. Um, how dare you? What made it worse is that you made me video chat you earlier, and I so I know what you look like today. I know the beard. I know you got a haircut. Oh, yeah. I got a fresh beard trim. I got a haircut. I'm looking, I'm looking pretty sharp today, man. Yeah. God, man. Speedo. Where are you in your mind that you would go Speedo? Anyway, you're you're in your own nightmare now. Go. You're in a Speedo, and I don't even know what you're doing. <laughs> well, now everybody's in my nightmare. <laughs> Welcome to Inception. <laughs> I was thinking Michael Phelps, man. I was thinking Michael Phelps, if I'm Michael Phelps, and I'm going to model some Speedos, you sure as hell better send me some free speedos. I ain't paying for them, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but sure. the the problem where I, I think it gets gross is these people on Instagram have this inflated sense of self worth, and they think they deserve this stuff. It's like, who are you? What exactly did you earn? Um, and the answer, more often than not, is, is absolutely nothing. And they just want all this free shit. Anyways, she sent him this free stuff. Um, along with his order. And they're waiting in anticipation, brand new company, got a major influencer, going to try on the stuff, probably leave some sort of review, something, whatever that he's going to do. Goes on and films himself, putting them on and saying, most expensive eyelashes in the world, puts them on and then throws them off and says, this is shit. Is that right? He said, this is shit. Something like that. Yeah, ripped them off and called them shit. Um, based, yeah. And the Coronado Girl has <laughs> millions of viewers uh, ate it up. So I'm assuming this video got a lot of likes or comments. It was clearly watched um, by a lot of people, uh, by, by his own by his own followers. Just absolutely trashed them in this video. And she's thinking, Sahara's thinking, why? Like, why would this guy have any animosity to me? Why would he want to take down my tiny little company? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then it did. Look down below in the comments uh, where you would put links to affiliate sponsors. And he had all kinds of links to what I suppose were competitors, affiliates that he was working with that he gets money for if people click on those links and then they go and buy something. So he reviews this product, trashes it, leaves links to different types of products that do similar things. I'm assuming other companies that sell false eyelashes and makes money off of sending people to those links. That is dirty, unethical, and disgusting, Francis. Your take? Well, it's, I mean, it's even dirtier than that because later on in the article, it was alleged, I think I have to say alleged here, um, that that other company um, was paying him not only to have the links, the affiliate links there, but to also trash their competitors. Or did, I, I read that right, right? Like they basically had him make this video trashing competitors to up, you know, their presence um, online and hopefully uh, getting a spike in sales or, or whatever. Um, that's, oh, that's a, a whole ad- additional part of influencer marketing is you can pay for one thing. You can pay for a good review, but you can also pay an extra amount. Apparently they upcharge, they, they upsell you <laughs> trashing another competitor for, for a, a higher amount, a higher sum. Yeah, I mean it's the wild. What this guy did? It's a it's the wild west. It's absolutely the wild west. Very very redemption or red dead redemption too esque. I will oh, say. Oh yeah, that. good callback. You, know? you know, so it wasn't completely yeah. a waste of time for us to talk about that. Um, but honestly, it's 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 crazy that it's that much influence, and suddenly all these other questions come to mind, and all these other kind of even beyond ethical issues. Let's let's dial it all the way back to like quality of product, like. What if, and I'm not saying it was, but let's just say, what if those lashes were shit? You know, if that's true, it's still kind of like, it. it's muddled by the fact that it's an influencer or influencer marketing wrapped up into this. You don't get a good or solid or some sort of like review you can kind of trust. All of a sudden you're thinking about, well, it's just what this person was paid to like. 
And that's all I, I can take from this video. There's nothing here that can authentically tell me these lashes were shit or not because I have no idea who to trust. The element of trust is is gone from here. Yeah, it's because it had nothing to do with reviewing the product. It had to do with no. all kinds of ulterior motives. It had to do with ego and money, which doesn't doesn't in itself lend itself to, you know, impartial reviews by any means. It's quite the opposite. How does how does this get better? I mean, I never, I'll be honest, I didn't really assume it was going to be this dark and bad. I mean, I knew money was changing hands, but this, maybe I'm being naive in some in sort of way too, but I just didn't think it was like this. Um, well, we can't even, we can't even fix it yet because we're not even done with the story. It gets worse mm. because another company came to her defense, I believe, and uh, had mentioned the eyelashes and said, oh, hey, these are pretty good eyelashes. Yeah. I, I don't know how you... I don't know how you would rate, one would rate eyelashes, um, but this person did that. And there were so many diehards that followed the guy that bashed the eyelashes that this person got death threats and risked losing all kinds of uh, uh, business because he or she, I can't remember, defended uh, this, this, these expensive eyelashes that got trashed by the other guy. Death threats over eyelashes. This is insane. This doesn't happen in real life. You don't go to a Macy's and see people holding knives to each other's throats <laughs> over the length of fake eyelashes. You know, it's it's like it's created this this terrible storm of uh, of bad energy, man. It's the internet. It's the bad energy of the internet that allows people to to to, to create these storms and. Um, going back to what you said in the beginning, the fact that there is no regulation or no regulation that's strictly followed um, makes this a scary sort of thing. I mean, let's be honest, man. This is what we're talking about is stuff that was at least agreed upon through sources and everything like that. Imagine the story they can't tell that maybe Wired.com found out that they actually can't print because they don't have the sources of approval for it yet or, or you know, something that's even darker than this. I mean, at this point, I have to think of the, the worst possible thing ever, and it's probably true. It's absolutely, pro pro I'm thinking people are being held hostage. I'm getting very dark now and saying stuff like, say this or else. I mean, what else is happening? <laughs> you know, in everyone's in marketing, what are people being? Yeah. <laughs> the Instagram mafia going to hold you hostage with a nail file? All joking, this could be a show now. I went from like, this should be a film. I think now this is a Netflix series that you and I could binge. Um <laughs> based yeah. on the idea of influencer marketing mafia. Um, oh, this, this whole market's insane. Like I mentioned, you can pay, uh, apparently it costs $5,000 to $10,000 for an endorsement. Now you're paying $100,000 for the same endorsement. So these people who do absolutely nothing, the, the fake influencers, the ones that have really not accomplished anything other than get a whole bunch of followers through one format or another, getting paid a hundred grand a pop for zero talent. This is a broken market that needs to get fixed. It's, it really gets me riled up. You can't uh, tell. Just, just to add to you getting riled up, on top of all of that, there's no data about ROI. No one even knows if this works. No. I mean, they're, they're living in a world where they don't even care about data, Jeff. How does that make you feel? Ooh, ooh. Something gets me red, something fierce, man. <laughs> Yeah, you know how I feel about that. You just I know. you're setting me up, man. I am. I am. Set but me you know what? It, it roused me up too because the, when you first gave me this article, I I was I scanned it immediately to find any ROI because I am I've been asking that question too. Like, does this work? We know people watch it. We know blah blah blah. But does it really work, or is it really just about being the most popular thing being talked about in hallways or whatever? I still don't know. We see all this money changing hands. We see. People see these brands on influencer channels, on videos or whatever. I don't think I've ever read something or seen anything that says, by the way, this this worked. This influencer marketing strategy totally worked. Sales are up 50% and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. All I see is a popularity contest, for better or for worse. Well, that's pretty much the, the definition of a bubble, right? This would be a <laughs> stock market bubble. This is exactly what it is. Nobody even, nobody even looking at if there's any value and just jumping on the bandwagon for something that seems cool. Yeah. That's 
that is an immediate red flag of something that's going to derail. But how and when, I think, is the thing. Should, like when does when does this train be. get off the rails? When does it fall into the ditch? And then I I, I scrounge it for like treasure and, and and money clips. I'm going back to the video. Starting game. today. I'm going back to the video. It's game. starting today. <laughs> Articles like this. It's true. Hey, when you expose this kind of stuff, yeah. people are gonna be like, oh, wait a minute, you know? It's I think you need to shed light on things. And once a little bit of light gets shined on how disgusting this is, I think people might have different opinions. But here's another one. Same article. Uh, there's an app called BetterHelp. <clears throat> this app is like a kind of like a personal therapist type of thing where it, you sign up for the service and you can have therapy through your phone, basically. It's at your convenience. You don't have to go to a therapist's office anymore. You can use this, this particular app. <clears throat> they went very, very, very heavy on influencer marketing. Um, I even saw the ad pop up on my Instagram too or, mm. or somewhere on my phone. I don't know. Um, however, these, these influencers pushed this thing up. They got a whole bunch of downloads and then turned out that this service had some major, major issues. People complaining about bad response times from therapists. And there was actually upwards of 80 better business bureau, bureau complaints about the company. Um, since then some, uh, some influencers have pulled back on their positioning, hmm. uh, probably to save their own asses to right. be honest. Right. However, this is this is what really pisses me off. This is people's lives, man. They're like, you know, they're entrusting this app and the people that are standing behind this app, which is what an influencer is doing technically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and their mental health, man. They're they're promoting a uh, product. I sound like the dude. <laughs> your mental health man you're like, you're a travesty man <laughs> and have you seen my rug where's my rug man do you have my rug <laughs> some new things have come to light here man <laughs> anyways we shouldn't be able to veer that quickly from serious to big lebowski <laughs> that's like zero to 80 man in that like i just did it again but seriously in those seconds those mini seconds you went from talking about something real to lebowski um, I'm still impressed. That's, that's our, that's, I'm Thank still you. impressed by it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go have a white Russian. Yeah, this. we should. All right. That's a hell of a Caucasian, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even know where you Lebowski were anymore. Is, <laughs> yeah, Big Lebowski aside, well, maybe we can bring it back later. Big Lebowski aside, 80 better, better business bureau complaints filed against, uh, better help. Uh, for lackluster service for people's mental health. Um, this is the kind of thing that breaks a model. This or this rather exposes a broken model. Mm. When you've got all these influencers touting this product and you've got, unfortunately, it takes something like this where people's mental health is at stake. I mean, that's a serious goddamn thing. Yeah, you know, we shouldn't take that lightly. No. And the fact that it's got that, I mean, all, all credit to everyone who did the, the, the BBB sort of like complaint board on it, but... Still, it shouldn't. I mean, yeah. it shouldn't have yeah, to. That's not a to Yelp that. review. I it's mean, not. No, it's, you really. It's, yeah. When you post one of those, better bit you go through a process. That's yeah. not just logging in and firing off some angry comments. That's a that's a full thing. Which I do think is part part of the answer here. Um, when you, when we talked about this prior, I had mentioned that you know what's missing in all of this is kind of like something like consumers report consumer report where. This magazine that you know basically they're they're on their own, independent. Um, they they write reviews on products ranging from mics to phones to cars to um, online services now. Um, and yet they they do it. They have a testing facility. They do everything on their own, and they, they they throw out this report. It's meant to kind of help consumers figure out beyond advertising, you know, what's real and what's not. You know, they'll say something like, "This is truly something that will speed up your internet," or "This is not something that." at least out of 90 hours worth of testing, has proven that it does what it's supposed to do. Um, we need that. I mean, this is kind of like the world without cons Consumer Report right now. I mean, right now with influencer marketing, all of being Instagram, we would need something to kind of combat that. I, what I'm saying is that this doesn't really go away, but there's got to be something else. Right now, there's a void, you know, and without the, without the light, the darkness just kind of sits there and expands. And I think that's what we're feeling now. You know? Oh, you called it, man. That's, that's, that's exactly what we need. I think, I think you're talking about two different things. 
One is unbiased reporting, like yeah. these consumer reports. Um, I want that. I, I read those when I'm going to go buy some new tech gadget. I want somebody impartial to tell me a very unbiased review about what's what. This is good. This is bad. Let you know. Give it. Leave it to you to weigh your options and pick the thing that you want, whatever it is. Um, and then the other thing is when you when you don't have an unbiased report, just fine. Just say that. Just say, okay, yeah. hey, look, I'm getting paid. I'm getting paid to represent this brand. Or uh, in the more you know uh, devious circles, <laughs> uh, I'm getting paid to trash this brand. Mm. Yeah. If you're going to do that, hey, be transparent about it. Like that guy calling those eyelashes shit. Yeah, they might be $129 eyelashes. I don't know anything about eyelashes. It sounds like a lot. Um, if he's going to say that they're shit, just say, hey, look, I got paid $75,000 to trash these eyelashes. <laughs> um, I think you should because uh, first off, that's, that's going to come around. I believe in karma, man. That's something's going to come around to that dude. That's and all. I mean, that's it's all. not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, it's not going to be, you, know, you shouldn't be doing it in the first place, but if you are going to do it, at least be transparent about why you're doing it. Otherwise you're just up there lying to people and it's encouraging people to give death threats. Like <laughs> that's on them. That's on them. Sure. But damn, if, damned if you're not just fostering a, a cesspool, right? Oh, uh, you should be, you should be the transparent influencer marketer where you where you say stuff like i got paid six figures to say that this coffee mug ain't that great and then you just kind of shrug your shoulders and that's it that's basically all you would do <laughs> like it would be <laughs> i will be transparent about everything this coffee mug <laughs> has lost that love and feeling <laughs> just shrug <laughs> eh, I could, I've, I've seen better also i don't have pants on yeah so i'm jeff baker transparent influencer marketer i have no pants <laughs> Uh, I, I told you I was going to be fully transparent and <laughs> my clothing's my clothing is transparent. And I'm and sorry. I apologize. And this is the internet. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. You know what? I, I will. You mentioned tech. I will say this when I, um, you're right. When I look for a new tech gadget or whatever, I, I pour over reviews, uh, especially video ones. Cause I kind of want to see people holding it. I especially like the ones that people are like dropping it or whatever, seeing how w well the screen holds up. More often than not, though, it's I when the ones I've seen anyway, maybe I'm just lucky, um, but it's been obvious. Like someone will say, look, I work for this or, you know, I was paid by this screen protector or whatever. Here's my video. Check out yeah. my what I mean, I, I know the script. Here's my check out my check out my channel, subscribe and blah, blah, blah. We kind of say the same thing. Um, but I do, it doesn't feel as dirty as this does. And I think because I feel like well, one, I'm, I want them to break the thing, the the tablet or whatever it might be. Um, but I don't just focus on on one either. I guess I'm the opposite. I don't. I'm not following anyone specific. But when I need to, I look for as many videos as possible because I want to know um, different uh, different takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that makes that makes perfect sense. And I think we're, the problem is the, the problem and the solution is that now we don't rely on salespeople to do as much of our decision-making for us. We're able mm. to go online and right. get all the information that we need. But the problem is when the information is coming from a place like this, you can't trust it. Yeah. And like you were talking about with the visibility thing, um, the transparency thing, you don't know whether or not you can trust it. So people will just make decisions based on who they think is a good uh, peer review, giving an unbiased opinion. But in reality, they may be getting paid just to slam some competitor and you really don't know what is the right product. Um, it's a scary world. I don't like it right now. And, um, I, I wish it was better. That's all I want. One, one more, one more layer to this, just to bring <laughs> us a little bit darker into the depths of Mordor. Uh, really throw that ring deep in there. So there is, um, there are actually companies in the middle in between these, influencers and the products that the companies they want to get their stuff out there that are kind of like mediators and they get a paid a portion of connecting these uh these uh influencers and the companies together and they'll take uh, a percentage like 15 to 20 percent of those hundred thousand dollar deals so these people have found a market in liaising between these companies um which i hope goes away because i think that's that's horrible but there's a, another layer underneath that 
going back to our story where this, uh, this lady opened up this company and then got bashed by this guy. And then I mentioned that this, this other company uh, came on and said, hey, these eyelashes actually aren't that bad. And maybe this guy uh, shouldn't have bashed them, you know, because you know, he's a dude and this is a woman's product. Uh-oh, major, major problems because he insulted the entire LGBTQ plus community and he, he didn't intend to. However, um, he did. And this <laughs> vulture came in there who is a influencer for the uh, LGBTQ plus community and said, if you give me money, I will represent you so you can get yourself back on track. What? I went from wow to what in like one word. Yeah. Using, uh, yeah, using uh, LGBTQ plus representation or using their, um, uh, the community's uh, plight and their support, wielding it to make money from somebody that has lost uh, face, has has lost uh, representation uh, in their own beauty community because they supported something. Um, there's just so many, so many layers of, of wrong here and, and bad intentions. It's, it's, it's mind boggling. It really is. So if we, if we, um, go back to the idea that this is like what the, the is quoted in the story, the mafia, um, movies have taught me one thing. If this is going to break, Jeff, you have to go undercover. You have to be an influencer <laughs> marketer. You got to get deep. You got to find Sonny Black. You got to find the boss. You got to get him um, to admit the wrong that he's doing. And you got you got to bring him to justice. It's going to take you years, man. You're going to lose your identity out there. You're going to have to grow a musta- mustache or maybe get rid of it, depending on rules. I don't know what the rules are anymore. Um <laughs> But you're gonna have to go deep undercover on this, man. I'll I'll be I'll be your outside guy for a little bit. We're gonna meet at a coffee shop, and uh, you're gonna pass me the notes or whatever, and that's gonna be your life. This is your mission. <laughs> I'll be okay. Great. I'll wear a wire. I'll wear yeah. a uh, little little GoPro and a pin, exactly, my chest or something like that. You guys can follow me follow me around as I go through this thing. As I go into the deep dark underbelly, you um, will. Yeah. Of uh, Instagram influencer marketing and, and false eyelashes. Basically. Yeah. We're going to have fights. You're gonna, <laughs> we're going to be in a hotel room where you're going to be like, they made me talk about pink phones. I can't take it anymore, man. I just can't. <laughs> I'm going to say, Jeff, you got to take the money. There's no other way. It's like, I don't want to. There's a whole, see, it's a movie. Oh, it's, it a, just... it's, it's so dramatic here, man. Obviously, it'd all be screen names and everything like that, but. We could make this happen. This will be our. This will be our legacy. It would, it would absolutely eat me up. I wouldn't last a minute. It's, <laughs> it would be terrible. Uh, back back to that uh, that closing point that I made there. He says um, he got a note after he had supported uh, Lashify's eyelashes, and he'd said that thing about the the man not knowing he's talking about because he's a man and not a woman. Yeah. Um, I th- the, he got an, a, a letter from somebody that said. I think after what happened with Manny Mua, who was that guy that bashed the eyelashes, you need a strong profile in the LGBTQ community. Um, I will do a post and review uh, for you, and I'm willing to help. Um, did not name a price, but attached a media kit, which detailed description of his reach on Instagram and Instagram stories, pages, engagement statistics, and examples of positive press coverage about his his posts um yeah i think that that pretty much is like you know it's, it's really just a bunch of vultures taking advantage of of uh taking advantage of people it's gross i think um one we should end soon because it's it's driving us deeper into the dark and i uh it's gonna ruin our day you tried to pull us out and i i, I, had to I know i that. keep trying i wasn't done yet you just want to stay in the I darkness i don't like the darkness i don't want to be there i want to li- like Not the either. darkness i have is in red dead redemption 2 and even in there you get a lantern <laughs> to be able to roam around in the cave or the abandoned mine looking for treasure um you you gotta go through the darkness to get to the light man this is therapeutic 
I don't, We're well, through. I think you're going too deep into the darkness. You, I, I, all joking aside, you're kind of halfway there in terms of being undercover. You're, you're halfway there. You got to turn around and come back and join me in the light. And what I'm saying is that, right. um, going forward at some point, maybe, maybe this season, maybe in season two, we got to find a positive story on influencer marketing, because if there is a dark side, there's got to be a light and we will find it. And we will spend 40 minutes talking about that one too. Um, but, but let's find it first and please. Hey, if we find it, I'm game. Yeah. Let's find, please. Let's just find it. (laughs) Oh, with that, let's, um, take that breath and move on to, uh, number two. So we spent a lot of time on that first, uh, on that first topic and needed to because, you know, influencer marketing, the good and the bad along with it deserves, um, deserves a lot of time. That being said, um, Jeff and I have two more things we wanted to get through, uh, topic two and topic three. This first, this, uh, the second one here, the second topic comes from a story with the headline, digital extortion, don't let your data be held hostage. Um, this is more like a holiday PSA for everybody. This is something Jeff found. And um, basically, he just kind of he wants to help warn people as to how this should not happen to you. So, Jeff, how do we make sure our data is safe? Yeah, I wanted to bring this up. Like you mentioned, it's not news. I wanted to bring it up just specifically because I've seen it happen. And it's it's totally fucked up. I, we, I worked with an agency one time, or actually rather it was with a client. It was working with a web development company. And basically they held the keys to his website hostage. And he had to sue to get the rights back to get back into his website. So this this happens, man. Like SEO companies, uh, in this particular instance, this SEO company was holding the access to their data, their Google Analytics. They couldn't get into their analytics because they broke up with them. So they broke up and took the data with them. They took their ball and went home. <laughs> and like, I don't want to play. I don't want to play with you anymore, or I don't like you anymore, and we can't be yeah. friends. Um, I'm now holding on to you. And we're talking. I mean. This is, isn't just data. This is like this is insight into their audience, their website. Um, oh, it's money, man. Potentially, what months, even years yeah. of, of 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 analysis that they would have lost or or did lose. Yeah, absolutely. They well, they set up the Google Analytics, and if you're wondering how it happened, the SEO companies set up the Google Analytics and they put it into like one of their folders, one of their company folders. So, <laughs> in order to give it to the client, they basically have to give them access to their account with all of their other clients accounts too. So they wouldn't, it, it's a really sneaky little trick that they're using to keep all of their client data under their own umbrella. So they can't have access to it. So basically it ropes it around, around and then the clients, it sounds like the clients can never leave because yeah, yeah. the company holds all the keys or they're, you know, you can't leave because you can't find the car keys. You're stuck in this house. Um, yeah, I mean, it sounds it sounds pretty dark, man. So how morally bankrupt? Man. <laughs> I've seen it how, happen, um, like having to sue for the rights to get back to your to get to log into your own website. Um, that's I mean, SEO companies can lock you in by keeping your data hostage. Um, web developers can keep you hostage by that, like locking down your your access key. And also, you can get locked in if you've got a web developer that's doing like custom coding. This is always horribly hilarious it's not hilarious but it's hilarious and how bad these people are (laughs) like they will develop their website in such a way that the next developer if they were to move on um there would be so much red tape basically like you would come with with so much damn baggage that nobody would want to date you again they put so many booby traps in the website that you're (laughs) you're rendered undateable you know um, no offense to any single parents out there, but this is basically giving them nine kids, six of them are orphans and <laughs> payments, right? This is, wow. This is the very worst nightmare that you could have if you try to get back on the dating scene again. The next company's <laughs> going to take a look at this and go, uh-uh, no, 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 sir, not for me. Is there an equivalent of like Vin Diesel being able to break in to take the data back? Like, is there some way that someone can show up in a digital truck or a tank, you know, to, it does some fast and furious moves and just steals it all back? Yes. Or does that not exist? Yes, yes. No, that that, that absolutely exists. 
Amazing. It's like the equivalent of a, a digital nuke that you just drop on them. You just shoot yeah, in the, that's what it would sh- like. kick in the front door. <laughs> Give me my data. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> so now you went to Arnold. I, I mentioned Vin, but you go right into Arnold. That's um, you're just you're just mix, mixing up the uh, the action dudes. Um, PSA time, man. How do we how do we prevent this? What what do people do? What should they be doing to ensure this does not happen to them? So you have to get it in your contract. And that's what the article talks about. Get it in your contract saying, specifically with my data, you can't have it. Uh, I want it set up in my account. I have full rights to it. Um, if it's your website, to make sure that you have full rights to your access code. Um, don't have it custom developed unless you really, really need to. Like put it on a platform, mm-hmm. put it on a major a, a CMS, like a WordPress, Drupal, Joomla. Put it on something that another yeah. developer can get in there and, and actually lift up the hood and see what the hell's going on. Um, but right. the main thing, what they're trying to say, just getting in writing. It's like everything else, every other contract. Make sure it's in writing. You can't sue if it's not in writing. That's uh, you. Have, you want to be able to counter sue, or as my friend used to call it, counter fuck somebody when they're <laughs> trying to screw you. Um, that's why you. That's why you need it in writing. Wow, we could take that um, so many different directions. <laughs> I wasn't even going there. You're just getting dirty. Uh, during the holiday season, people are, um, you know, pe- people for the most part are good, but some people are not <laughs> good. And some people are really, really, really not good. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> they make the most noise, you know, so there's maybe like 1% of people out there that are just it's totally terrible. And this is a, this is an example of the, the 1% here. So get your stuff in writing, folks. You're bringing on a new vendor, get it in the contract. Clear as day. And get ready to battle and get get your gear on, get your tank, get your Vin Diesel or Arnold Schwarzenegger, whatever you need, because uh, data is important and it's yours. Um, like I said, we want to do quick ones. That was the quick, uh, the quick number two, so to speak. We're going to move on to uh, the third and last topic. This topic, um, this could have been insane. I'm glad it's not insane. Because now it's, it's come out that it's, it's not what we thought. But it was interesting to think what this would have meant. So what I'm referring to is the fact that um, we had heard that there was going to be the possibility of people leaving comments to, in Google searches. You know, um, <laughs> the fact that you <laughs> search for something in Google and somehow people would leave comments on it. Now, the good news, good that's news for fans is that... That's the way the <laughs> article read. It, it almost seemed like, it almost seemed like for every Google search, like a search, um, I don't know, Francis, come up with something. <laughs> what would you like? What can, was pig, your- can pigs fly? Can pigs fly? And then someone could comment, that is the stupid and most ridiculous search I've ever seen in all of Google. You have just made the whole internet dumber yeah. by, by, by witnessing that. I mean, that's what I was assuming was going to happen in the, in this comment section. Um, good news, I guess, is that <laughs> user comments in Google search are going to be restricted to live sports games, which I guess makes a little bit more sense. It still seems insane. Um, this comes to us from Search Engine Land, and um, they're talking about what this means, and they even give us an example. So the example here, if you search for France versus Croatia, who's a, uh, a soccer match, um, if you search for that, you'll see um, you'll see an example of, you know, it's a picture, you see the score, um, but then under the picture, you have options, timeline, lineup, stats, news, and comments. You hit on comments and you can see a string of comments from people, I'm going to guess, who are watching the game and commenting on this. And here you see people saying stuff like, Croatia couldn't beat the referee, nor FIFA, good game 4-2, very good World Cup, all teams did very well, congratulations France. I mean, I... I don't know. I mean, this this is this, basically Twitter this is so for dumb. people who do not understand is, Twitter or refuse. Like it, it's, it's made it easier to comment on stuff, and they don't have to worry about what does a hashtag mean or so I have to dumb. at somebody or whatever. So dumb. Um, like, okay, let me ask you a question. <laughs> yeah. Then, then what the hell is Twitter for? I mean, that is exactly what I use it for when you're watching some major live event that you know the entire world is watching. Uh, mm-hmm. It's. It's basically if you see something that's really goofy, like if Joe Buck says something completely moronic, which is, 
if, did you say if Joe yeah, Buck says something? When Joe Buck says something <laughs> stupid as hell, you want to hop on Twitter and be like, hey, did anybody else catch that stupid statement? That's what Twitter is for, <laughs> man. This is Google just like, this is Google Plus. This is like Google Plus. It's the answer. <laughs> this is their answer to Facebook, and it's a shitty one. It, <laughs> I predict this is dead in one month. However, I think it would have been. I think it would have been h- hilarious if they open up a whole nother level of commentary for uh, for regular searches. You know, like mm-hmm, do mm-hmm. pigs fly, um, and just like open up <laughs> another realm of online trolls that can just yeah. sit at home all day and Google the most asinine stuff ever. <laughs> <laughs> and just leave comments for the next people. Just leave a trail of of uh, uh, a cookie crumbs for the next person that comes in there <laughs> searching those things. Did you I really? Just, it, did you really yeah, search that dude? <laughs> wow! How dare you? You wow. wasted everybody's time. <laughs> Here's something else that I don't trust. When you look, so there's there's different ver- there's different things. Your top comments, all comments, and your comments. Anything that you've done that you can see. I'm in all comments now, and I'm just scrolling through this quick. Um, it's all positive or neutral, which I don't believe. Like, and maybe I'm I'm a jerk and a cynical asshole, but the fact that okay, wait, here's one. Congratulations to French immigration policy. So someone's getting political, but I don't know. I don't truly Why? believe this is. Yeah, I I it should have gotten way more negative than how it appears right now, which makes me think this is getting scrubbed. That being said. Um, I will say, I will say this, that it's interesting that it's it's very much like of this moment because you, I mean, I don't think you can comment on it anymore. It's really about this game. It looks like it was done back in July. I don't know how that's possible. But anyway, this was done back in July. It's interesting to see that you can see the sport, the recap, the video of the recap, and then you can see people's comments on it. In a weird way, this kind of almost replaces the sports story. Like you don't have to read the recap and, or if people are reading anything, but you don't have to. It's kind of done this way where you see a recap in the video and you can see people's comments of who is watching the game. That's somewhat interesting. Is it needed? I, I no, don't think not. so. None of this is It's not needed at all. No, none of this is um, interesting. You remember how I said like only one or 2% of the population is bad? <laughs> those, those are the people in the comment section. <laughs> of anything that one to two percent lives in the comment section so this is not this positivity that you're seeing in here anybody that knows the internet knows this is not how the internet works i don't know i know that's why the, i don't believe it <laughs> i think they're stuffing the ballot box here i don't think this is real probably probably um anyway it was i'm glad i'm glad it's this i i i shudder to think what a world where you can comment on a google search would have looked like um so I'm happy this exists like this, but um, super dumb. Google, I don't know what you're thinking. Um, Dead in a month. This isn't going to last. No. That's- <laughs> yeah, I get- <laughs> you all going to break up. You all going to break up. It's not going to work at all. <laughs> you know, they do a lot of good uh, stuff, but man, this one's, this one's yeah. up there. This is, a, this is right there with Google Plus. This is dumb. This is just, a, <laughs> this is just really dumb. <laughs> um, there's probably someone who misses Google Plus and they're just trying to bring it back in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> they're still bitter. Um, I can say I used I'll it show once. You. <laughs> and then it was <laughs> and I was like, eh, I don't need this. And then, yeah. you know, it's I think everyone had the same reaction. <laughs> Anyways, okay, I think this is a waste of everyone's time. It's gonna be dead in a month. Uh maybe, <laughs> if you if you'd like to put a friendly wager on it, I think I my bet my bet is pretty safe. So what do you say? Like by by the end of the year it's gone? end of the year it's gone or there are very serious discussions about murdering it <laughs> all right noted we will keep an eye on uh we'll have a death watch on the on the uh on the comment section of uh, the google sports uh whatever they're gonna call it that's another they didn't even name this thing so already it's all it's already failing um basic branding uh you know elements nothing that um, you, yeah you you don't name anything that you don't expect to keep <laughs> it's, just the, it's like the rule of livestock you didn't you're not gonna name it if you're gonna eat it right well guess what they're That's not gonna true. eat it nobody's That's gonna eat true. it nobody wants this nobody asked for this um <laughs> <laughs> that will do it for our show um but you know let's end on a positive thing um jeff you just found this it's a uh instagram post for uh McKellen. Um, the scotch of uh, choice between you and I. And uh, it's a video 
And basically, it's a video of a man on a mountain, jumps off. Dude, it's so badass. Turns into an eagle, soars majestically. I have to assume hopped up on at least three bottles of McKellen. Um, it looks amazing, and now I'm thirsty. Production value, stellar. Uh, the intensity, we're talking Academy Award winning. It, it's so cool, man. Why, why does this yeah. work? Why, why do these Instagram work, ads work for me? Or is it just me? I, I Well, I think they work because you know McKellen. Like, here's the thing. If you had no idea what McKellen was, you'd be like, why is this dude flying? I don't understand. What like you don't even see a bottle of McKellen at all in this thing. Um, I think this works because we know and love the brand, and um, because it looks amazing and it's a little ridiculous a dude turning into an eagle. Um, I think that's why we like it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, maybe maybe they hit the target audience square in the head. Um, could be yeah. it. Uh, also, I think uh, for some reason these Instagram ads just they seem to work for me. I, I bought a book, an audio book off an Instagram ad. It was, um, mm -hmm. was it like how to unfuck yourself or something like that? It was written by some, <laughs> like, I, I didn't feel like a, that was, I didn't feel like I needed to, to do that that day. However, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just it, the audacity of that ad popping up just made me feel like, well, that's pretty impressive. That's kind of cool, man. You know, guys, <laughs> guys using profanity in an Instagram ad. That's edgy. I need to get in on that. And uh, the uh, the audiobook was crap. I turned it off after like 10 minutes. Um, but damned if he didn't get my 10 bucks. Yeah, no. But the ad was amazing. The ad was amazing. Uh, Indeed. You win, marketing team of Unfuck Yourself book. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm with you. I don't know why. I, I do agree. Maybe it's part the video, part... Um, you know, part of the imagery that uh, I'm used to seeing on Instagram. It blends in with the rest of my feed. And honestly, a lot of the ads are kind of catered toward me. I know why that is, um, but uh, it does work. So um, probably something we should dive in to something else in the future. But um, happy you found this McKellen video uh, lit up my day. And I will now drink McKellen before I go home. Um, that does it, man. So until uh, next time, thanks all. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you then. All right, see y'all.